Hello and welcome everyone to episode number 14 of the Completed Podcast where we talk everything Magic the Gathering related with a focus on competitive magic with some friendly banter along the way. Today I have fellow co-host Brandon Smith, aka B-Money. How you doing today, What up? Alright, hanging in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, um, we're kind of taking the podcast in, in a little bit of a different direction here, so... Um, Primarily, it's going to be me and Brandon, and we are going to hopefully, you know, get some guests on the podcast, as well as, you know, the the recurring hosts, such as Brandon, Cameron, and uh, Xavier, which, as you guys know, they're also part of Team Metamorph. Um, so we're kind of taking the pod in that direction. Um, so hopefully that's, that's a positive change for us, and... Um, we hope you guys enjoy that as well, uh, you know, especially with all the guests that we plan on on having on. So, um. I'm gonna clarify: it's gonna be more of us, and yes, a little bit less of other people. Uh, but it's uh, we're still gonna have everybody come back every now and again, um, you know, because we definitely do want to have multiple people on the pod with us. Um, but uh, we kind of just felt like, for us, we really thoroughly enjoyed doing it. And we, you know, want them to not have to be obligated to, you know, basically you record the podcast every week or make sure they're available and things like that. Um, as we can be a little bit more flexible in doing that. So, yeah, that's why we're going to kind of take it over, essentially. So yeah, you guys are gonna, you know, see a lot more of me and Brandon now, and um, we'll be able to cover hopefully uh, you can, more topics. You can call me B Money, there. dude. It's okay. Nah, okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, um, I say we just jump right into it, man. So, nah, uh, NRG results uh, with the challenge results with uh, Lord of the Rings being legal now. Yes. Um, so as you uh, know, yes. yeah, that came down when when was it? The twenty fourth, the for modern. Uh, what the the modern? The series event? showdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the NRG events were this weekend. The modern was Saturday, and the legacy event was Sunday. Nice. So, yeah. uh, Matthew Hoey got first place uh, with yes. Team Rhinos. Yeah. So let's see. Sounds let's like see. normal. Uh, Normal old modern. <laughs> yeah, I don't see, I don't see anything too new. I mean, if you want to say become immense is new, you know, I mean, they've been playing that for a while I mean, now. Yeah, they've been playing that for a while. I think it's just kind of sweet. Uh, second place was Racto Scam. Uh, don't see anything from Lord of the Rings in this either. No. Oh wait, Orcish Bowmasters in the sideboard. Yeah, Orcish Bowmasters in the sideboard. That's right. I've heard people say that card's, like, extremely good. Yeah, I don't know how good it is in Modern as opposed to uh, Legacy, but, uh, I mean, it's still just decent. You know, it, it's a ping and, a, and two creatures, so it's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible to just run out, but, um, you know, if, if it's, like, I, th I think it's probably okay against, like, Living End and decks like that, where they're, like, cycling and stuff. It kind of, like, forces your opponent not to cycle. 
you know? Yeah. And if they do, like, if they're just going to go ahead and, like, living in the following turn or, like, you know, uh, cascade the following turn, then, like, it's, I guess it's still fine regardless. But uh, it does put a little chip damage in. So it does. That is true. Um, I, I th I'm guessing that card's just primarily for... I guess, like, the control decks and the blue-red decks. The thing is, it just dies to everything, right? But it has Flash, yeah. so, like, you get, like... You might get that first, like, you know, trigger. Yeah, I feel like it's also decent against, more. like... It's also decent against Esper Sentinel. Because, like, you don't have... You, like, you, they have to draw the card. Like, there's no... You may draw a card. It's you have to draw a card. Yeah. So, like, if you just cast a spell and, they're, and they have an Esper Sentinel in play, you can just, like, make a giant orc army, basically. Um, obviously, you're giving them resources at the same time, but um, being able to ping something down against Hammer is pretty good, too. Like, just dealing one damage to something in Hammer is not bad. That is true. I, th yeah, that that's a huge thing, actually. Most other things are X1s. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's not really too many, like, draw cards in Modern as opposed to, like, Brainstorm and Legacy and stuff, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely probably very situational in Modern. Uh, so what else is the top eight? Uh, third place was Living In, and they're actually playing a lot of the cycle creatures from Lord of the Rings, such as Oliphant, um, which is... I was wondering if they're going to play those cards. Yeah, Oliphant seems really solid. Um, six mana, six four. Uh, mountain Cycling for one. Uh, has Trample. Whenever it attacks, another target creature you control gets plus two, plus zero, and gains Trample until end of turn. And it's a six four. That's pretty good. Oh, they're also playing Generous End. Yep. Generous End, which, uh, same thing, just forest cycling for a five seven with Reach. Whew, that blocks Merc Tide, son. It does. And when it ETBs, <laughs> you get a food token. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's, it's just solid. It's not bad. No, not at all. Yeah. Are they both seven drops? Uh, They're they're both six drops. They're both six drops, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're not like completely out of the realm of possibility of casting, but they're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, they're about there. I mean, I've seen people cast Riverwinder. That's seven mana. So wait, I don't know if this deck list is correct. It says they're only playing fourteen lands. I don't know uh, that that's correct. Fourteen, thirty-four, forty, twenty plus nine. Yeah, they're missing something. Yeah, they're missing cards in that deck list. There's got to be like that's 20, four, 29. four steam or four scalding tarns probably. They're missing and like half like, the deck, dude. Yeah, they're missing definitely some cards. Oh my god. But, um, but yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely call a judge for sure. Yeah, make sure they get that figured out. <laughs> um, right, what's next? Uh, mono white hammer, just Ooh. standard. Old Travis Brown, just the the good just old being classic. The, the hammer master, dude. So is there a this... reason they're playing Emirius Call? Is it just like as a maybe thing? Like, I don't think they're ever gonna cast that, right? I've seen him cast it on camera, That's like, wild. which is crazy. But like, uh, I think the reason that he plays it is it for the uh, solitude pitch. Yeah, it's the solitude pitch. Okay. Like, you can pitch it to solitude, and you can just play it as a land, yeah. which is like just nothing but upside. Also, they have surge of salvation in the lands portion of this, 
Their their deck lists are all jacked up here. Oh god, um, yeah, this is disgusting. Yeah, it's not great. The one of surge in the lands. Yeah, it's not great. But he was definitely playing Manitize on the board. I saw that. Okay. I, I do notice one thing that all these decks are now playing Orvar. Orvar. It's just like that good. It's just because it's so good against creativity, man. Yeah. Like. Very, like okay, very sick. Good. Uh, I'll discard my Ovar, copy your Archon. Like. It's just cold. Yeah. It's really good. So we see that there is. So one copy of Orcus Bowmaster in Effective Scam. Yep. And then we get to the the Tron deck. Boom. The One Ring, baby. Four of the One Ring, baby. Bang. It's here to stay. Dude, I have heard so many people say that this card is extremely messed up in Modern. Yet, the only decks I see playing it are Tron... And that's the only deck I've seen it play it so far. There's been some sweet brews here and there, but nothing that's already like solidified in the meta. So uh, I th I've seen some people playing it in like the four color decks and stuff. I have um, not seen that. Yeah, it's in like the Omnath decks and stuff because yeah. like the Omnath decks don't have the same like over the top power that they used to. So like they kind of need that turn or that card draw to kind of give themselves a little bit more of an edge in like the grindier matchups i think but That's yeah crazy, no man. the one ring's just really good uh it's it's uh, i cast it online the other night and i was just like this card is just really really good uh, there's nothing else to say about it it's just a very very good deck card to play um, like it's it's four mana uh you can't do anything to me next turn um and then you just start drawing cards like that is nuts. yeah i mean i was I'll, I'll talk about it after we finish the deck list but i'll i'll, I'll kind of get into what i was trying to test um okay but yeah so what is it yeah so they're they're also playing soulless jailer um yeah that's very good against um against like persist and um and uh what's it called uh, i forgot the card so i'm assuming um, they're, they're... yeah it, it's also very good against um like uh, living end i'm pretty sure because i'm pretty sure that it exiles living end and then you cast it. it says permanent cards and graveyards can't enter the battlefield so yeah okay. living end it kind of stops that portion. And then players can't cast non-creature spells from Gear River Exile. So yeah, yeah. that does yeah, just kind of shut off Living End. Yeah, and it's an O four, which is like pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you don't cat. You put the Archons into play. You don't cast them. Um, they just when you when you creativity for them, you reveal the top card of your library until you reveal a creature, and then you put it into play. Yeah. Uh, which also Solus Jailer sucks. Which, that is something super... I don't think it stops that. Does it not? No, it says permanent... I'm going to read exactly how. Yeah, it says permanent cards and graveyards can't enter the battlefield, and then players can't cast on creature spells from graveyards or exile. So I think what we're thinking about is... um. Yeah, you're right. You're what's right, the right. other it's one? It doesn't cast. What's the, the one mana? 
or is it two mana? Uh, uh, Crafter's Cage. I mean, it's similar to that. Yeah, this is what this is. It's well, just, no, it's, it doesn't say anything about library. But yeah. Graft Diggers does, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. Yeah, so. so I'm wondering why Jailer over Graft Diggers Cage. That's so interesting to me. Yeah, because Graft Diggers Cage says yeah, creature. Very, very interesting. I I don't know why they would do it. Like that is so weird because creature cards in graveyards and libraries can't enter the battlefield, so that stops living end and then players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries yeah so it's like um, it, it stops both creativity and living end so i'm is it just because they need the o2 body it's an o4 that's what i'm saying like i guess they just need the o4 body and for the aggro matchups i mean i, I think living ends a decent a decent <laughs> like Living as a decent matchup to bring in against. I, I, it's again, this is a card wish board, so like, you know, literally you can play any artifact yeah. in these spots that you feel like you want. So yeah, it's I don't true. think I don't think it's like something to read too deep into, but yeah, and they also have Stone Brain for like the creativity matchups, you know? Because mm -hmm. yeah, so, exactly. I mean, that's not necessarily like terrible against them. That's pretty solid. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, yeah, do you want to get into what you were? trying to test with no i, I want to look at the other there's two more decks right yeah there's so there's golgari yogma um it's just like regular yog it's just good old regular yog nothing okay. nothing too crazy um and then we got abzan yogma they are playing um pylon oh the convoke yeah i do think that card's pretty solid i mean it's okay for what it is yeah, so this, okay, so the, the Christmas deck, the Abzan Yogmoth list, mm -hmm. this is, it actually is playing new cards, which I think is super cool. Ultra Spell uh, It's just playing, no, it's playing Delighted Halfling. Uh, that's like a new card yeah, for so. the deck. It's also playing the Samwise Gamgee Cauldron Familiar combo. Um, so for those people that don't know, uh, Samwise Gamgee, Cauldron Familiar, and um Vistress here go infinite uh so basically samwise gamji says when another creature enters the battlefield under your control create a food um then you stack your cauldron familiar to the Vistress here and bring it back with the food do it again 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 uh, until your opponent's dead um so yeah i think that's a really cool thing to see with the new cards I don't know how much stock that deck actually has. Oh, it's playing Boromir in the sideboard, too. Yeah, they're playing one of Bowmasters, too. Um, mm -hmm. They're playing Phyrexian Metamorph, which is kind of sweet. Yes, that's going to lead. Very very nice segue into my conversation after this. But the, uh, Yeah, no, I, I think that this deck's really cool. I, I just don't know how much agency it has against like the rest of the format. Like, once people just catch on to, hey... I, Tron's now gonna play like Pithing Needle in their sideboard, like they already do. But like, um, or if people just start hating against, you know, graveyards more than they already are, which is very hard to do. But um, yeah, no, I really like the card Delighted Halfling. I think there's a lot of sweet things you can do. Uh, like your Grists are uncounterable, your Yogmoths are uncounterable. 
Um, your Hepatra in the deck is uncounterable. Um, your Samwise on Gamgee is uncounterable. Yeah. Um, so th- it does it does give you a lot of flexibility, especially with your matchups, like if you're playing against Murktide or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then Rakdos Scam is the last deck. Anything new in here? Nope. Nope, nothing new. Path of Peril on the board. That's kind of weird. But. I don't know what they're scared of. Also, I don't know why they're playing off Nixilis, but. Um, I guess. <laughs> Control matchups, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess they can, like, sack a Pyro token. Yeah. Like, sack a Goblin token. I don't know. I. I I'm not a huge fan of Obnixilis in this board. I don't know the, the purpose it serves. But. Yeah, I don't see hey. any land to make creatures. Um, guess I can yeah. sack the Fable token, but even that feels kind of bad. I'd rather just have the Fable token. Yeah, like they don't have the tokens on or anything yeah, either. Yeah, it's literally just so. the Pyro token. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so what I've been kind of testing, um, uh, so I'm going to NRG, I'm going to the next NRG event. Uh, I think it's, it's not the one that's coming up this upcoming weekend or like, it's July 7th. It's the team tournament. So, um, going to the team tournament with some guys. Um, I'm riding up there with a guy that, lives near me here in Nashville, and then um, uh, our legacy player is flying in from Pennsylvania. And so I've been testing modern a lot because I am the modern seat um, and kind of figuring out what I want to play. And uh, a massive part of me just can't get away from Titan. Um, But I have been testing a lot. I've tested with the One Ring in the deck. Um, It's very good uh very situationally so i was playing it a couple i played it for like a league i went 4-1 and then um i thought it was like decent it wasn't great like when i cast it it was like cool but not great um and then i took him out and put phyrexian metamorphs in the main uh so (laughs) That's yeah, odd, so I, I basically, there was a match where I was playing against Tron, and, um, or no, I was playing against something, it was some brew that was playing uh, the One Ring, and I just, like, metamorphed their One Ring, and just, like, had a One Ring myself, it was super cool, uh, and also just, like, gives you a lot more access to more Titans, and... Um, more uh, amulets if you really need them like that. You're not really going to use it like that, but um, more dryads in that in that scenario too. Uh, but I, I've really been liking Metamorph in the deck. I think it's very good. Uh, I think there's a lot of applications where it is very good. Like I think also I, I played against Creativity in one of the games, and I just like copied their Archon, make him sack their Archon, which is like super good. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, the card's just really good. <laughs> I, I was extremely surprised by it. Um, so I don't know if the One Ring. I know, that, I know there was a copy in one of the challenges last weekend. I think it was a modern challenge on Friday. 
where House of Mana played, uh, he's like the resident Titan player on Moto, but um, he played two uh, two copies of a One Ring, and he I think he top four the event. So, um, yeah, I just, none of the top decks in Modern right now really interest me. <laughs> They're just kind of like boring. I feel for that. Me, honestly. I, I, I feel that in my heart. That's why, you know, I still have Blue White together because if there was a better deck that seemed more fun or more interesting, then I would definitely pick it up. But, I mean, there's just, like, none of those decks, like you said, they're just boring. Like, I've heard people say Blue Red, like Murktide, mm-hmm. and Generic Ragavan are like, they're just extremely boring to pilot. And sure, um, like, there's heavy... I think, I think Junior Gregman's more... Le- less non-boring, I guess. You could, I, I don't know how to word that exactly. It's less like boring than Blue Red. Less boring than Blue Red, but yeah. yeah. I could see that, um, yeah. There, there's more, like, interaction. Yeah, Murktide's not great. And, and, and NRG showed the same kind of thing. There wasn't a single copy of Murktide and a single copy of Creativity in the top eight. Like... That's play I mean, what you those want. Those are probably the most the most over, like represented decks. I'm assuming. I mean, I don't. We don't have like the metagame breakdown from the tournament, but there was a decent amount of people in the tournament, and I think there was like eight rounds. So if that tells you anything, like, uh, let me see if I can find. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, there was nine rounds. So yeah, go figure. There's you know a couple hundred people there. Um. But yeah, no, I just, uh, for me, like, I creativity, I'm just not a big fan of the way that the deck plays Murktide. I just think it's kind of boring <laughs> to play. Do I think it's good and consistent? Yes. But yeah, but I Murktide still think just it's win rate is, like, not great. <laughs> Murktide just puts like me to sleep, dude. Like, yeah. No, hey, it does, I just cannot play that deck and have a good time. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, like, Hammer's fun. I think Hammer's good and fun. Um, I just think that with the deck changing so much, like, moving towards playing Solitudes and Amiria's Calls and things like that, uh, you have to play the, the deck differently, and I don't have enough reps to sit there and do that. That's right. Um, let's see, what else is up there? Like, football, like, Crashing Footballs is fun. I, I think that deck's cool. I think that deck's fun. Uh, it's just a Cascade deck. It's like living in. So. Yeah. Um, I thought about playing Tron for this event, Ooh. just because I wanted to jam four copies of the One Ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not but too also, late. But also the One Ring, I think the cheapest copy is like almost 50 bucks, so yeah. We can find you a set if you need them. Yeah. Speaking again of the One Ring, I have a question for you. So yeah. Titan used to do this, right? They used to play four copies of Karn. Do you think now is the time to go back to a similar list so you have more access to the One Ring and also just good sideboard artifacts? Um, I don't think so. So, like, I'm one of the firm believers in if you're going to play a combo deck, play the combo deck. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't try and, like, dilute it in that sense. Yeah. Now, there was a point in the meta where the Karn package was, like, extremely necessary to, to have the deck have agency against the rest of the field but it's one of those things where 
I think right now the format's just kind of too fast for you to be like casting Karn and then like ticking down and trying to find something and casting that card next turn. I don't think it's good enough. Um, and with Microsynth Gardens being in the format now, you just are faster than you were before. So I don't think there's really a reason to play the Garden Package. Um, obviously, every every meta is different. So there might be a meta one day where you're like, Garden Package, yes. I can't wait. But So you don't think now's the time even with the One Ring? No, I don't think now's the time even with the One Ring. Uh, the, like, there was a game that I played against the One Ring when I was playing Titan where I was playing against Tron and I just cast... Like, I had two um, amulets in play, and I cast an Arboreal Grazer, played lands, uh, cast a Dryad, played more lands, cast a Titan, went and got uh, Bounce Land Besaju, uh, cast another Titan, uh, went and got Bounce Land, Bounce Land, uh, or Bounce Land, Talaria West, and, like, something else, and just, like, basically just besaged both their lands, and they just lost the game like it was just like i just like it completely ignored the one ring i was just like all right cool i'm going to deal with your tron lands and i will kill you next turn uh yeah. and then oh, and then and then once i just like untapped i just was like all right cool attack for 12 and then put four more lands into play and kill you with Dalek. <laughs> so it was like yeah i i think that the de the the one ring is good against certain matchups but I don't think against Titan it's very good. Like I, that's fair, yeah. I think against I think against like Hammer it's probably pretty good. Against like Living End it's probably pretty good because they can't just like violent outburst kill you. Um I'm assuming that playing against like Rakdos midrange is probably pretty decent because of the fact that you can, like, play the one ring and they can't grief you. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, well, I mean... Uh, so, my only... My only, like... The only thing that... I don't know. That's so weird. Because it's a four-mana spell, right? So, yeah. like, usually they grief you on, like, turn one. Mm -hmm, that's when it feels sure. really bad. But I wonder if there's many games where they... They can't, like, hard cast grief you if you play the one ring. So... Correct. For that one turn. So I guess it's not terrible. I think the biggest yeah. part is just being able to draw cards after they grief you. I think that's where the yeah. one ring kind of becomes like... Like, like we don't, I don't think we care about the... Oh, uh, we get protection. It's nice that we don't have to take damage the following turn. But then we can kind of start refilling our hand and... And hopefully getting back in the game. Um, but, I mean, from your experience... Uh, how do you feel against red black after you get past that point of like they've already griefed me, feign deathed me, or whatever? Um, we're pa I have more than four lands now. Do you think the deck kind of gets weaker the longer the game goes, or do you think the deck gets stays about the same, or or do you think you mean it gets, red? You mean red black? Red black scam, yeah. I do yeah. So I I've played the deck a lot and i've just noticed that there's a lot of times where you just kind of run out of gas once you like do the scam thing and that's what i really don't like about the deck 
Now, does that happen every time? No. Like you can go turn one, do the thing, turn two, uh, or like turn one Ragavan, turn two Grief you, do the thing, and attack, make a token, um, you know, play Blood Moon the following turn or something, and, you know, the deck actually has a lot of, you know, play to it. But I feel like when you mulligan with Red Black, your mulligans are way worse. You just lose out on so much when you have to mulligan with that deck. Because yeah, because in theory you're already down. So yeah, because you're already like down X amount of cards whenever you go for like the whole grief, pain, death, you know. But so is your yeah. opponent. Um. But yeah, if you have to mulligan, yeah, like yeah, that deck sounds like it mulligans terribly. Yeah, I don't ima- I, I I don't ever see a scenario where I'm like, I'm glad. <laughs> um. You know, I'm I'm glad I mold the five and found a grief plus pain death because they just like have a removal spell for the grief. Then I'm just doing nothing. Yeah, then you. It was yeah, like I'm that. Just... Yeah, I had a game once that where I was playing. Uh, it was the Atraxa reanimate deck of modern. Mm-hmm. Um, and my opponent did mulligan. They were on red black, and they went. They did the thing, but that's all they had enough for. Um. And I managed to set up a Leyline Binding to get rid of it, and then my opponent just sat there and did nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, like, I was watching somebody stream the other day, and I just saw, like, them, they were playing Hammer, they just went turn one Planes Go, and then their opponent went turn one Grief, and, like, before they could even, like, hit the Evoke Trigger or put the card in the graveyard, they cast the Pain Death. And the dude just blew him out with Surge of, Surge of uh, Salvation. Oh, and that's it was just disgusting. Like, it was so bad. The guy just conceded on the spot. and it, But, like, things like that. It's like, once somebody interacts with your grief, then you I feel like you're just not doing as much. Now, is that to say that you're, you keep a 7 that's pretty decent and it has, like, a grief on turn 1? Like, it's good? Yeah, I think it's really good. Because... You can usually take the most important card or the card that interacts with your grief and ride the grief as far as you can until you find another threat or blood moon or a fable or whatever. Because, I mean, if you can get fable active with a grief in play, like you're, it's pretty good. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, um, the one ring is also why all these Yawgmoth lists are moving away from playing blood artists. Uh, and they're moving towards like playing Zulaport Cutthroat and stuff. Because what are those targets a player? Whereas oh, Zulaport Cutthroat yeah. just says each opponent. Yeah. So it gets around the one ring by playing that. Wow. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, no, I think. I'm excited to play in the team event. I think it's going to be super fun. I. I'm hoping I'm not going to regret my decision by playing Titan, or if I do decide to play Titan, I'm you know I am I'll I'll, I'll swap the Tron at the last minute or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> somebody would be like, "Hey, here's the full 75 with four One Rings," and I'll be yeah. like, "Oh, I gotta sick. do it." Uh, all right, I gotta do it. Yeah. And no, like my teammate, one of my teammates was like, "You should just play Creativity," and I was like, uh, "Yeah, but at the same time, I just the whole the whole format's gunning for Creativity." You know, like, everyone's playing Orvars on their sideboard because of creativity. 
you know how bad it feels when somebody just goes, all right, cool, discard this Orvar? Oh, like, yeah, no. That's this like, is, ugh. That's like I'm getting up from the table and I'm getting in my car and driving away kind of bad. Yeah, that's why I was playing Metamorphs. I think that Medcard's good. Mm-hmm. Medcard's got some, got some serious legs. No, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you had any time to watch any of the coverage, but uh, I watched a little bit of the modern coverage on Saturday, and then I watched, uh, the I watched the entire Legacy top eight on Sunday. Oh, okay. So on the topic of Legacy, um, mm-hmm. I do want to go over the series trial uh, that happened okay. on Sunday. Oh, the five K. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right, I'm. I'm kind of noticing something here. I don't know if you see it. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of uh, orcish bowmasters in yes. Legacy. There is a shit ton of it. Yes. Which there is was eight copies in the finals, I think. <laughs> no, there's Let's seven see. copies in the finals. There's uh, three. Yeah, there were seven. Seven copies in the finals. Yeah. Wow. Um. The best thing that I saw them do in the finals was play Bowmaster to kill a Bowmaster. Wait, that's hot. <laughs> that was like the best thing I saw Bowmaster do in the finals. Because it was you Death have Shadow to kill versus. It. Yeah, it was Death Shadow versus. Uh, Golgari I, I like to call it, I like to call it Cradle Control, but. Wait, that's kind of hot. That's a dope it's name. Playing, it's playing four Cradles, so. Um, Ooh, it is. Yeah, so. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just... And, and also, I was very impressed with the card Snuff Out. Like, it's the only way you can really kill Murktug. Oh, bro, Snuff Out's sick. Yeah. I've always liked Snuff Out. Again, but for it to be legacy playable, I mean... Snuff Out? Yeah. Oh, no, it's very good. It costs zero mana. Yeah, I know that, I know that. <laughs> I just, I never expected it to be good in legacy. I, I saw it a lot in Popper. Like, it's nuts and popper. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was, like, crown. It was like brought into the format whenever Team Shadow Fireball brought, like, or, like, Team Pantheon or whatever they were back in the day. Uh, when they brought the original Death Shadow deck to the Pro Tour. Yeah. And that was, like, the breakout of Snuff Out because they were playing four of them. And, yeah, so. Um, yeah, no, I was just very, very, very impressed by Bowmasters all weekend. Like, like uh, on Sunday when I was watching all the coverage, like I think I watched the last two rounds and then I watched the entire top eight. And Bowmasters was just so good every time it was cast. Yeah, like in a format like Legacy where every other card says draw a card on it, like mm-hmm. that is really good. Yeah. Like. And it's kind of ironic that the Death Shadow deck isn't the one playing Snuff Out. It's the Gold Card deck. Yeah, I mean, they're playing Snuff Out, too. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. Too. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, the deck that I thought was super sweet in the top eight was Is it the, the Mono Black Combo deck. Oh. It was Mono Black Helm. Gotcha. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, so... With the Helm of Obedience and... Um, opposition Agents. Opposition Agents, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this this deck was really sweet. 
It also <laughs> it also plays ill-gotten gains. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that card does, but ill-gotten gains. Remove yeah. it from the game. All players discard their hands. Then each player puts up to three cards from his or her graveyard into his or her hand. So, oh my God, that and um, Leyline of the Void. Yes. That's exactly. fucked up. And Doffy. Oh, dude, that is messed up. <laughs> That's literally just. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye, yep. hand. Um. Oh my God. Yeah, it works really well, especially if you're because you you play Doffy, and you play, uh, Leyline of the Void because you also play Helm. So yeah. both of those combo with Helm. Um, I also saw this guy like just Karn Microsynthesize somebody one game. They just couldn't do anything. They just died. Because, uh, you know, you're playing like uh, four copies of Dark Ritual and stuff. Oh my god. So, I thought the deck was really cool. So it was actually. So you can uh, turn one Karn with this deck. Yeah, you can turn one Karn with the deck. Oof. You can, you can easily turn one Karn, actually, because you have Chrome Mox, too. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I, there was multiple times that he, like, I would see him hard cast. Um, like hard cast children on turn one or something, or hard cast reef on turn one. Oh, dude, turn um, one children just sounds hot. Yeah, or just play a land, play Chrome Mox, uh, exile card, and then just like when they played a fetch, he would just opposition agent. Oh, yeah, the the deck was really sweet. I'm not gonna lie. Wow, this deck looks very, awesome. I was very impressed. It was uh, what's their team name? Um. Was Chris Switch Gaming. Switch Gaming. Um, with like Steven Dykeman and all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Steven Dykeman and Larry Fields, I believe his name is. Is that um, the gentleman that knocked me out of contention? Uh, yes, that is the gentleman. On the last round at the 10K or whatever? Yep, that is okay. that gentleman. Okay. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, nothing really. Nothing. It needs any like Cephalid Breakfast is like cool. It got railed in the top eight. Um, you have two Yorion Death and Taxes decks. That Comet Stellar Pup. I yes. I, I need to read that card because I have never read this. So, uh, two and then red white. It's zero ability and its only ability is roll a six sided die. Uh, one or two, create two one one green squirrel creature tokens. They gain haste until end of turn. Three is... Oh, it's a, it's a minus one when you roll a three. Return a card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to your hand. That seems pretty good for a death and taxes deck. Four or five, deals damage equal to the number of loyalty counter on himself uh, to another creature or player. Uh, so, But and that's a minus, minus two. two. And then yeah. it's six, it's a plus one, and you may activate Comet Stellar Pup's loyalty ability two more times this turn? Yeah. Bro. To be fair, okay. To be fair, this is John Ryan Hamilton. So, like, he he plays nothing but Death and Taxes since the beginning of time. Really? Yeah, I mean, he... Um, the... Uh, if those people that don't know, his name on Moto is XJ Cloud. 
Um, he plays a lot of Legacy. I'm pretty sure he plays the um, Legacy Challenge both Saturday and Sunday of every weekend, or close to it. Um, I have personally lost to him in the top eight of the Legacy Challenge. And, yeah. Um, the, the Legacy Challenge that I came in second, I lost to him, and he won. Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. I remember that, yeah. Okay, so it's that, it's that <laughs> guy, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, XJ Cloud on Moto. Okay, okay. If yep. you ever see him, he's probably playing Death Attack. More than likely. I do recall that. And then... Raja was playing Rakdos Reanimator, which is basically stock for the most part. It's pretty stock reanimator. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see anything too crazy. Uh, Serenity, maybe? I don't know how The show and tills in the sideboard are weird. And yeah, the show and tills as well. Because it just like kind of gets around like Gothi and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Leyline of the Void. Yeah, you kind of just transition into a show and tell deck instead of like a graveyard reanimator deck. Yeah, um, yeah, you just get to do the you other kinda, plan. Yeah, not play like not having to play around fairy macabre and all the graveyard hate. Oh, do you think that could be for the mirror match as well? No, definitely not for the mirror match. I definitely take that not back. for the mirror match. I take yeah. that back. I, as soon as those words left my mouth, I no, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Pause. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think Legacy looks great right now. I'm not going to lie. Legacy looks fun. It's it's definitely super fun. I qualified for the Manicure Series and was not able to play. Oh, dude, that sucks. because I was working. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I would have probably just played Team Delver or Grixis Delver, uh, which probably would have been a bad choice, but it is what it is. Um... Yeah, no, I think the the introdu- introdu- uh, introduction of uh, Lord of the Rings into Modern and Legacy uh, has been pretty sweet. Um, there's obviously not a ton of cards that are being played. There's only, like, four. <laughs> like, um, I did see, uh, was it Seed of the White Tree? What is it called? I forgot what it's called. Oh, yeah, it's uh, the, the Anthem. Yeah, the anthem. yeah, I did see somebody playing that in modern. Um, How was it? I I don't I don't know. I, I I can't remember where I saw the deck list. I just remember seeing the deck list and being like, oh, that looks cool. I think gotcha. they're playing humans. Oh, that'd be neat. That'd be. I think they're yeah. playing humans in modern. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly what they're playing. They're playing humans in modern, and they were playing that card, and a bunch of the new humans, and like, um. Uh one mana artifact dude um as for sentinels and stuff like that because those are also humans um yeah that doesn't seem too bad we kind of <laughs> yeah, talked about that sweet. playing like a mono white aggro deck with a bunch of legendary humans in it yeah i mean this one was playing like it was going deep in the tank it was playing like the red black human that you sacrifice and gives all your dudes indestructible and hexproof yeah and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I don't know. I it would de- it's definitely just like a I feel like it was just like a hey, let's leave this together and see if we can spike this challenge or whatever it was in. So, fair. Speaking yeah. of going deep into the tank, let's go deep into our pockets and let's talk about the good old Magic Fest in Vegas. Um, oh yeah. So, 
to kind of attack that or to kind of talk about that what are your thoughts on some of these like black lotus vip prices like the most expensive one is 828 dollars but you get a ton of shit sure sure i i was more so thinking when i wrote down in the show notes like what what it was i was more so thinking of the entry into the main event uh, oh you're talking about like the the limited the limited yeah okay yeah okay. so the limited main event i believe is 165 dollars to Ooh. enter or 175 dollars to enter one of the two that's just your entry then you have to pay for another fifty dollar badge to get in the door oh so you're in it for two hundred dollars basically before you even sit down to play magic or anything or even think about traveling or you know whatever if you want to play in the main event obviously yeah it is um, you are correct it is 160 dollars for the 100k limited open mm -hmm. and then uh just the one day pass is about 33 dollars um so yeah you're you're literally at like 200 bucks like that yeah is... so <laughs> well the craziest part for me is is that the fact that I, well i like this part because i i love going to this city but the fact that it's in las vegas uh it, it, las vegas is already expensive exactly yes. and for you to have to go and spend 200 dollars on one event one event and a badge or whatever for the weekend and then also pay for a flight pay for hotel room and board like yep. hotel for multiple days food and then food and then you know transportation you Fun. know whether that's yeah. uber or whatever mm -hmm. um and then also you're in vegas so you're gonna go gamble i would say i would say at least well i will <laughs> uh i would say at least like i would say at least 50 percent of people that go to that would probably gamble as long as they're over the age of 21 and very true yeah uh it would just be in a very expensive trip i've seen both sides of the fence on twitter when they first announced it it was like a bloodbath you don't twitter. have to go to the event exactly like, you don't have to go yeah like i saw some old pros and stuff that were like um you know they were just like we've been waiting for this we wanted a 100k limited tournament or just like a large limited tournament um, you know, I've already bought my tickets, like I'm going, there's no way that's going to stop me from going. Um, and then other people being like, you guys basically are like, you know, Wizards is basically like, hey, I heard you guys wanted Grand Prix back. Well, here's a Grand Prix, but it's going to be triple the price that it used to be. So <laughs> it's, you know, it, you know, with everything being more expensive nowadays than it was back when GPs were actually happening, it's oh, just yeah. hard to justify. Everything is just so expensive, man. Like, I don't know. Half the things you could do, like, now, they're just, man. Like, yeah, no, like, you're definitely right. Everything's just so much more expensive now. Like, even just going to the, like, grocery store for, like, oh, yeah. Like, stuff you could get for, like, under 100 bucks. Like, it's costing you, like, 160, like, 170. And it's like, damn, all I did was get chicken, rice, and vegetables. Like, why is so much? Yeah, dude, it's wild. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's awesome that they're having a big tournament like this. Uh, and 
but I think the general consensus by like all of the all of the like competitive players that would be the ones to go and play in this tournament are just like this is a GP, you know? Like there's no difference between a GP and what this is. There's no significance for anybody else. Like you're not going there's not a command fest, so they're not like glorifying commander during this thing. It's, it's yeah. a magic fest. Yeah. So. so I mean, were GPs about that expensive to attend usually? No, not necessarily. I mean, I used to go to GP Vegas every year. Yeah. I so after that. they did yeah. the first, the first biggest GP, I didn't go to the first biggest one when Modern Horizon or Modern Masters 2015 or whatever came out. I think it was. I didn't go to that one, but. Or was it? Yeah, no, it was Modern Masters. Whatever the second Modern Masters was, um, I didn't go to that one. But then I went to every year after that, and like the trip wasn't really that expensive, like honestly, because your entry for a GP was like seventy bucks every single time. Yeah, it was never more, never less. And that's just to get but in, also, right? Or is that this like... is another thing too? Yeah, it's just it's just, no. So the eighty dollars was you to no no you Main got event, in the door for free. Like that. Okay. Okay, you, so you, you yeah. didn't have to buy a badge for the the event. You just had you know you were able. To oh right, so in. yeah, yeah, there were like SCG events where you just kind of. Yeah, you just yeah you just pay to play in the event. And that's it. Okay. okay. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, another that. good point to another good thing to mention. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but their rate on their event, if they max out, is like eighty percent. Pause. Yeah. That rake is. They rank 80% unheard of. on this tournament. Yeah, it's crazy. That's unheard of. So, like, I've like, seen the argument. Yeah, no. Even poker tournaments don't have an 80% rake. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of people say, like, bring up that point of being, like, why do we, ha why does Wizards have to make money on these tournaments, right? No, why do they have like, to make can't... that much money? Correct. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good point. It's, like, why, why do you have to make that much money on the event? You know, you could easily turn that, like, turn that. That, they can uh, cap themselves be like okay well once we hit this number the rest can go towards the tournament yeah no like i'm talking about with the entry amount you know oh like, yeah 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 like, you, normally when we when we would go play a sealed gp it would be it would be 70 bucks that's how much you paid for the sealed gp yeah because you're only getting six packs that is true you're having the tournament and everything but that just tells me one of two things is happening. Either, oh, actually one of three things. So either GPs used to make zero money, and you used to basically lose money at every GP, which I don't think is really the case because they used to hold them all the time. Um, so they used to, either used to make zero money on GPs or they used to lose money. Or they were basically like, because Huey is the one that's in charge of this, right? Mm -hmm. so Huey's the guy that's like trying to make this happen for everybody. So... I think personally, like it might be one of the situations where they're kind of tying his hands. They're like, I know what the players want, and they're like, well, you want to give them X. Well, we're only going to give you Y. You know. Mm, so you think it's just like, hey, yeah, no, like we're doing this and this only. Correct. It's like you, you're either going to do it our way or you're just not going to get it. Wow. That, that's that's what I feel like is probably happening because they just they're money hungry now. <laughs> I could definitely yeah. see that. And, yeah, like, you just... know, they're like, okay, well, if we triple our profits, you know, like, the it rest we can just, yeah, like, 
like that i don't know i think that's kind of crazy like as wizards i think if they hit like you know profits that are good enough right like and i'm not talking like break even profits i'm talking like we made a lot of money off of this tournament like why can't they hit like a cap and then put the rest towards the tournament yeah like that that doesn't make any sense well, I mean, it's a hundred thousand dollar tournament. Yeah, but an eighty percent rate, like, what's the math on that? So, like, it's one sixty, right? Times what's their player cap? Two thousand, I think. All right, so let's do the math. So I think times... something like that. I don't know what the actual player cap is. Don't don't mark my words on that. All right, so let's say they cap out at two thousand players, right? Yep. Uh, that is. Three hundred twenty thousand. That's yeah. That's three hundred twenty thousand dollars. So I mean, yes. but also they're paying another fifty bucks for the weekend pass. So oh, so yeah. Let's everybody do that plays the main event. Yeah. So you're doing it like times two ten. Yeah. So two ten times two. So that's four hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, I mean, that's four hundred twenty thousand. Um, that's just off of the main event alone. Right. That is true. And then that's not including the people buying the badges, buying the VIP badges, buying all these fancy things like the Black Lotus pack, package you just talked about. Yeah. I know multiple people that went and bought the Black Lotus package at the last GP in Vegas or the last Magic Fest in Vegas or whatever. And they got some really sweet stuff. Like they got Magic 30 packs and stuff, you know, because that was the Magic 30 event. Yeah, it was. And. And they, they probably made decent money there. I mean, I, I'm assuming that the venue probably cost, I'd say, probably about 30 to 50K just to rent it for the weekend. Maybe even more. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably a little bit more. Yeah. With it being Vegas. And then you got to hire staff. Then you got to hire judges. I, then you got to hire, you know. And then, then But then you also have, have vendors paying to be there. That so is like, true. So, like, your vendors are also paying for one of the big islands, like, no, because I mean, I, I do that for other conventions and stuff, and it's those big islands are like ten to fifteen k. Yeah, we're talking about one in Vegas. That's what I'm saying. But I, well, that's what I'm saying. In Vegas, you're probably talking about ten to fifteen k for one of the big islands. Yeah. For the weekend, so I'd, I'd probably say around ten. But still, you're you're getting another, you know, getting a bunch of vendors there anyways to buy and sell cards, and you know, you're making extra money from that. So it's just. I don't know. It's it sucks, dude. Because I just want everybody just wants GPs back. Yeah. Like, and it would be it would even be fine if they just separated it to where like, okay, well the Northeast GPs are gonna be NRG that does them, um, you know, or the Northeast GPs are gonna be Star City that runs the GPs. Uh, the North, the mid, you know, like the Midwest, like Northish area is gonna be like, you know, NRG that runs those, and then the West Coast would be like Laughing Dragon. And stuff like that. And then you have cool stuff that could do, like, the southeastern stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're just too too much work for not enough return, probably, for them. Yeah. No, it's true. I think after COVID, they just, I think all these companies kind of realized, like, it's a lot of work for no return when we can just do less and make more money. Like, Star City Games, like, they completely shut off their, their circuit. They're like, yeah, I mean. I mean, they still have these SCG cons, but they're, like, just. That's commanders. Not like, yeah, that's, like, commanders. No, they still. They, they had a team tournament this past weekend. 
I guess that's fair. Um, it's just, no, it's not like the circuit. It, like, it's not like the, the old circuit, you know? Correct. There's no leaderboard. Yeah, there's anymore. nothing. There's nothing like that. The only thing that has that now is NRG and Laughing Dragon, I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep, I was going to say that. NRG's kind of been carrying that. Yeah. Um, for like, and what, I know a years? lot of people, I know a lot of people that go to, like, from my area here in Tennessee that go to all these NRG events. Yeah, they're Because they're really events. not that far. Like, I think St. Louis, the St. Louis event's only like five hours. And the Chicago, like the Chicago area one is only, I think it's like six and a half, seven hours, something like that. So, like, it's not terrible to drive. Yeah, like, that's not bad at all. That's less than going from where you are to Dallas. Exactly. You're to Tennessee, even. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like, it's saying. way so, less. Yeah. Like, so it's not hard accessible up here to go do all these things. It's just you do have to commit. Yeah. If you're going to do it. Yeah. So. Um, and it's also yeah, a money well, thing because traveling to those events, if you were to go by yourself and you have to get a hotel for yourself, like, you can't, like, you know, split the costs with, like, people and stuff. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. definitely makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, but I, th- I feel like if you're somewhat, I guess, personable, you could definitely meet people that go to these events, and you could probably go to two of like one or two events by yourself, meet people, and then find somebody yeah. to stay with. A thousand yeah. percent, yeah. So, because um, you could just link up with them and then talk to them on Twitter and talk to them on Discord and you know whatever from there. Um, but I did mention Chicago. Did you see what happened with the spoiler on accident that Wizards did? What spoiler? What? Oh, you didn't see that? No. The no. Chicago spoiler? Uh-uh. Okay, so they put in the RC, like the RC, um, or no, it was the stuff for Barcelona, right? Uh-huh. Their PT, like, qualifier, their Pro Tour qualifier, the PTQs. Yeah. They put in the awards for the ptqs that you that they basically said in there uh people said hinted at i say said it plain words um that the the pro tour following atlanta in december will be in chicago in february oh so the following pro tour after atlanta is going to be in chicago in february so okay. it's going to be Pro Tour Chicago, which a ton of people are happy about. But also, it's Chicago in February. It's going to be freezing. Yeah. You're going to go up there and you're going to freeze your butt off. Because I was there for <laughs> Christmas last year and it sucked. Why do anybody want to live in that? I don't understand. I'm just kidding. People that live in Chicago, I get it. You guys have way, way more... Uh, you have way more uh, hair on your chest than I do when it comes to that. I don't get it. I, I could not. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no I'm not. not me. I'm from an island. I can't. I can't be doing that. <laughs> I can't be doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, sh- flights to Chicago are actually kind of cheap. Correct. So that They're could not be like an. Yeah, that could be like an event that I would actually show up for to like LCQ, unless they don't do those. No, they still do them. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, no. Like at Pro Tours, because I know the one oh, that Tanner no, you, went to. Yeah, so you, you only – the PTQs that are the day before, like the Thursday or Friday or whatever, yeah. the PTQs qualify for the next Pro Tour. They don't qualify for the one the next day. Oh, but you can you can still show up and just get in the Pro Tour, right? Yeah, you can still show up and, win, like, you know, I think it's top four in the event. 
get invites to Is the there a player cap? Like, is it, what, 16 players, 20 players? What? Those those events. Do they work like uh, LCQs? No. They, okay. It's one large event. Oh, it's just one big large event. Okay. Well, there's. I'm pretty sure there's one, like, because I'm pretty sure the Pro Tour starts on Friday morning. Yeah. So I think there's one Friday, I think there's one Thursday, one Friday, and then that's it. Okay. Or or Friday and Saturday, one of the two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then there's, I think there is a, there, well, you also can do the Secret Layer Showdown thing, like everybody else did, because you just get a lot more money <laughs> from placing low in that. Oh, that, Do you get yeah. that fancy Ragavan? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so funny that, like, a lot of the Pro Tour competitors, instead of playing in the, like, bring it back to the Pro Tour tournament the next day, they decided to just play the <laughs> the money tournament instead. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I gotta make my money back from these flights. Yeah. It's just crazy, but yeah, no. Flying to Chicago wouldn't be too bad. Uh, fly, I mean, for me, flying to Chicago, I'm pretty sure I can find a flight for like ninety bucks. So like, yeah, like not I'm bad. looking at them right now; they're not bad. Like I see one for one twenty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that is like sick. That's cheaper than driving to like a Dallas event. Like, Correct. Like literally. Yeah, and yeah, I, it, it, it's probably gonna be at the you know the big big uh convention center downtown so i've actually never been to chicago for really? a magic event yeah never that's one of those oh, i haven't been there for a magic event been. but i've been there for the cold weather the yeah cold you went like what like recently last year yeah i went the week before christmas and then came back for two days and then went back for christmas nice i mean when he's got the mild yeah it was not pleasant because <laughs> i so it was a really weird trip i drove up there the first like for the first leg and then i flew back for four days to nashville mm -hmm. and then i flew back to chicago like four days after i came back and then drove back from chicago so it was like Bro, i left so my vehicle there yeah bro that's like being stuck in like a uh a twilight zone episode we're yeah, stuck was, in Chicago. It was a very weird trip. And also, I was bundled up like the kid on Christmas Story where he can't <laughs> get up when he falls over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was literally me. You look like, like, like the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Dude, absolutely. Yeah. State Puff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, w I was bundled up. I can't do the cold, cold weather like that. I mean, I can if I'm going like snowboarding and stuff because I'm being like super active. But Yeah. I can't do it if I'm just walking around the street like a madman. Yeah. God, who goes out on the cold for fun? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I mean, crazy. I mean, snowboarding and shit, that's, that's what we Yeah, do that's fun. But... Just being outside to be outside in cold weather, like, what do you gain <laughs> from that? You don't gain anything. <laughs> yeah, you get nothing. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> you don't pass go, you don't collect $200. Nope. None of that. You just get a cold. Yeah, bro. So. That, that off topic. That reminds me of like standing out on the school bus, and there was always that one kid in like shorts, and like a short, like a like a short sleeved shirt, and it was like in the cold. Yeah, it was like forty degrees out. And you're like, you want to know it's really bad? That was you. 
I was that kid. Oh my god. <laughs> when I was a, when I was like younger in like middle school and like stuff like that, uh-huh. I used to be like I used to be that kid. Oh my god. Was it a flex thing or was it more of like a, the cold actually didn't bother you? No, it was more so more so I never wore pants as a child. Like I, Wait. I never wore long pants. Oh okay. Okay. No, <laughs> no, not, not pants like, in general. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't wear pants. Oh, okay. No, not, not pants in general. <laughs> Long pants, like khakis or whatever. I would always okay. just wear shorts, and I would just suck it up because yeah, the true. school would be hot. That is you know, true. The heater yeah, would be on Yeah, they blast that shit. Yeah, I was the kid with the long johns fucking sweating his ass off. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me. No, I, I just wore shorts. Um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, so I... I if I don't end up, so I am going, like I said, going to St. Louis in a couple weeks, July 7th, I think. Yeah, July 7th. Um, if I don't qualify for Atlanta through that event, which I think I have to win it, um, which would be super sick, but if I don't qualify through uh, for Atlanta through that, uh, then uh, I will probably be coming down home to you guys. And playing in that RCQ on the twenty second. Hell yeah! So, well, I'll be there. Hopefully, so I'll yeah, be there for sure. Will. Cameron will be. Um, is Cameron playing in it? Do we know? I don't know yet. Okay. I have no clue. Gotcha. But um, I think we should all play in it. So I'm gonna try to convince uh, him to get a a judge to run that event. Yeah, I mean, even if I don't end up coming home, I, there is one here. There's a two slaughter in Nashville, like twenty minutes away from me. Sick. So, but at the same time, I would like to go home because uh, I'm gonna like to go to a friend's birthday weekend thing. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea, man. Um, but yeah, then I could uh, then I could also kill two birds with one stone and win an RCQ while I'm down there. True. And squat up with the boys. Yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah. No, definitely. No, but yeah. yeah I'm um, just going to bring Mono Green and Mono Green people the hell out. Dog, I mean, yeah, that deck the just... the best deck in the format. Yeah, that deck just does what it does. Or I tell all of you guys that I'm going to play Mono Green, and then I play Boros Invoke. Ooh. And I smack you down. Or Lotus Boo. I could see you playing that, too. Uh, or Grease no, Fang, actually. No. I see you playing Grease Fang a lot more than I do Lotus Field now. Yeah, I haven't really played Lotus Field at all recently. Yeah, I I haven't played Respin either. Really, I've played a bunch of Fires decks and stuff recently, and yeah. Omnath piles, which that's to, also up your alley. Avail, yeah, which to no avail, I did not do very well. Yeah, those are completely different animal than in modern. Yeah, I was gonna play like the uh, the Wrath version from Dallas with like the really high top end with like Coma and stuff. Yeah, the Karuga deck. But I didn't have all the lands for it, and like some, I was missing some other cards, so I could not play it, unfortunately. But gotcha. It is what it is. But now I, well, I'm waiting on the rest of the cards for Mono Green and uh, the rest of the cards for Invoke, and then I'll have one, two, three, four, five Pioneer decks. Sick. We got options for days now. Yeah. I, uh... I will have Mono Green, Boros Convoke, Mono White Humans, Abzan Grease Fang, uh, Four Color Omnath, or Five Color Omnath, and all Fire decks. So, 
Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Should be pretty sweet. I don't know. I really like Pioneer right now. No, we didn't really talk about Pioneer this episode, but. Yeah, no, I love Pioneer too. I I think it's I think it's my favorite format at the moment. Yeah, I I think Pioneer's really fun. Um, I agree. Yeah, I yeah I. Modern is getting. You said it a couple months ago. I think on one of the episodes, like a month or two ago, was like, Modern is just stale to me. Now that I'm actually having to force, I have to force myself to play Modern. I, I kind of feel like the same way. Yeah, there's just like, there's there's nothing to innovate. There's nothing to play around with. Like now there is some because you know LOTR having mm-hmm. some of that really good power creep or just you know not necessarily power creep, just good cards for modern. Like that's oh, sweet. You have to say Lord of the Rings: Tales of Middle Earth. Yes, you're right. Fuck, Gosh. I'm sorry. Sorry, silly goose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I mean, and, and this is what's gonna happen. Like they, they printed Modern Horizons. So now for cards to kind of be in the format, they have to kind of be in the same type of power level. Which, as of now, it's looking like the LOTR set kind of has some of that, but. It's very rare that you see, like, a new standard set, um, you know, really affect modern in, in that type of way. It just it doesn't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, <laughs> I mean, I have a question then. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we can kind of, I guess we can probably try and, like, I guess come to a close on this question right here. Yeah, we can segue If you could, it. if you, all right, so let's, let's do this. So if you, if you... Basically, somebody came to you and was like, you have to unban two cards in Modern that you think would be okay in the format, but you get to unban two cards in the format, and, but obviously, you know, it's like, you're not going to just unban, you know, GTA or whatever, unban. Yeah, of course. I mean, GTA would be fine, but. Like, you you mean, like, genuinely, like, like, banned cards, just, like, cards that have actually been banned out of the format. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you look at the ban list, like, what do you think off the ban list could come off the ban list for modern and be fine in the format right now? Ooh. Because I, I have my two to three that I think would be fine. Uh, do you want my top two or top three? Um. Well, let's let's do three. If you if you if you have three right off the top of your head, I do. All right, throw your three out. I do. Uh, first one would be um. Good old Mox Opal. Whoa, okay. Alright, you're you're already crazy. I think Mox Opal would be fine. I think you're crazy. But okay. Yeah. Um, Mox Opal. Second one, Splinter Twin. I think Splinter Twin is a very safe ban. And I'm not saying it for the meme. I'm like being genuine. I think Oh yeah, with the presence of solitude and Yeah, like, like I, that think, now, I think I think Splinter Twin fine. would be fine, completely okay. That but then you'd probably have people playing Solitude in their Splinter Twin decks, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's possible. Um, and damn, let me think. I might get some shit for this one. What? But I genuinely think Faithful Suiting would be okay now. Uh, I could probably see that. Like, Faithful Suiting would be, it'd be good, but it, it I don't think it'd be doing the, actually, pause. Gorio's decks would be sweet. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, the Gorya decks would be sweet because you could play Traxa and shit, and you could discard them more easily. Um, 
I'm just trying to think. Was Faithless Looting really that big of... Would it be that big of an issue now with the way the format is? Would it change um, anything and make anything too crazy? With with endurance in the format, I don't know that it would. That's what it, I'm it'd saying, be, yeah. It'd be like a coin flip. That's that that's my big thing is endurance and like that card's so popular, like I I don't know. I think it'd be a fine unban. What are what are yeah. your top three? Alright, top three. Uh my first one, Deathrite Shaman. I think Deathrite Shaman would be fine. I gotta think about this one. What? I gotta think about Death Rate as a whole. I, um, I think Death Rate would be fine. I don't think it would be very good. Um, I mean, black, obviously there is Black Green X Midrange decks aren't good in general. So like, yeah, Yogg Moth might play it, but like Yogg would other play than Yogg, like I think really Yogg would be have it. Decks that would play it. Yeah, yeah, I like, think it would be Yogg. Like maybe Creativity plays it, just because it is like. Black red hybrid or black green hybrid? Eh. Eh, maybe. I mean, yeah, you know, they could they could technically power out their thing a turn sooner. Because they could death right use death right to creativity their death right. No. I agree. I agree. Um, I like death right. So death right might be fine. Um the other one that I think would be fine is Once Upon a Time. Ooh. I, I think once upon a time would be would be fine. Uh, the reason I say that is because what deck really benefits right now to once upon a time? It gets you a land, right? As well. Yeah, it's land or creature. Look at the top five. Man, the only decks that like, really benefit from it are Titan and probably Yogmoth. Yogmoth, and um, you you may play you may play it in Tron. I don't think you play it in Omnath. Tron definitely plays that card. Tron? Like, yeah. yeah, it just says land, so... Yeah, for sure. You Turn one, get the third Tron, Tron land that I need. Like, that's pretty solid. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it would break the format, you know? Like, eh. there'd be a Domain couple... Domain Zoo would play it. Yeah, there'd be a couple decks that play it, but... Yeah. Do those decks gain a bunch of agency just because they have Once Upon a Time back? I don't think so. I think Titan would be the only deck that, like, realistically benefited a lot from it. Yeah, and Titan would I'm, be on a... Titan would I'm definitely Titan move player, up. So. Yeah, Titan would definitely move up by a lot. I agree. Um, and then my third one is a tie between two cards. Uh, my third one is a tie between Simeon Spirit Guide and, and Tybalt's Blim. Trickery. Oh, no, we cannot have Tybalt's Trickery. I don't understand why not. That deck, because, okay, sure, the deck wasn't the best deck in the format, um, but it's, it's the whole thing that you, like, you could show up with that deck to an event and just completely take the fun out of it for somebody else, <laughs> which, again, that should, like, that should be allowed, like, if I want to spend my hard-earned money to not show up to win a tournament, but to make somebody miserable and knock them out of contention at a tournament like that is the deck that you take for that because yeah fair. like it's so luck based right like like again if i'm thinking of the right deck um i don't know if there's a way to consistently do a fucked up thing with tybalt's trickery 
I just know that sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses. At least that's what I remember from Standard. Uh, I don't think I had the luck of playing against it in Modern. Um, yeah. So let me actually pull up an old Bethel. Oh, no, yeah. Oh. No, this is fucked up. Because they, they just play four copies of Emrakul. <laughs> like, that's just fucked up. Like, there, there's... Like, yeah, no. No, like, you literally just cascade into Tybalt's Trickery. Like, you counter your Valen Outburst. And then you just put an Emrakul into play. Like... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why I said it was tie. I really think Simeon Spirit Guy would be fine, though. Yeah, I could see that. Simeon Spirit... Yeah, uh, I, okay... I still don't get why that card got banned. Like, it was because Oops All Spells, I think. That's fair. That is fair. But still, I thought that card was okay. Yeah. Like, it made Storm decks actually playable. Uh, it made the Gorio's decks actually very playable. Very yeah, you could turn one Gorio's Vengeance. Like, yeah. You could actually oh. play a real combo deck. And I think with yeah. Solitude and all these Endurances and shit, I think that would be a fine unban too. Yeah. Like, Someone said Dread Return, and I told them they're idiots. Nope. Nah. I told them they were dumb. Because Thassa's Oracle is in the format. Yeah, no. you'll no. <laughs> Just mill your whole deck. Uh, Dread Return, the Narcomimas that came out, and then Thassa's yeah, no. Oracle. Mm -hmm. Nah, Dread Return does not need to return. Keep that yeah, shit. that's fair. In the fucking bowl. That's no, fair. but yeah, those are, I I think I agree with those except with Tibble's trickery. Um, that's fair. I was kind of trolling with the trickery anyway, so no. I was giving the old trickery. Oh, okay. You you were tr okay. I see you. I, see I, you. I, I honestly just wanted to see if you remember what the card said. Oh, fair. That was a test. <laughs> that was a test. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I hope it passed. No, I think it's cool. Cool. Uh, cool conversation to have. Oh, maybe we maybe we talk about pioneer bands next week. Yes, one thousand percent. We're gonna <laughs> like start we do off... the same thing. Yes, pioneer bands. Yes, we should start the. All right, next week, guys, we're starting the episode with pioneer bands and unbans, and we're gonna. See... No, no, no. Well, what, what, how about I say we end the episode like we just ended, or about to end this one. Oh, that's fine with me too. Sure. Of like saying, what if we could unban a card in pioneer? What would it be or whatever? Deal. All right, bet. Deal. You got it. No, but yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to cover before we uh? Segue into um, that. No, I don't think so. I uh, yeah, we'll be yeah, we'll just be back next week. So sick, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the completed podcast. Um, we're about fourteen episodes in, as you guys know. So thank you to you guys for supporting us and enjoying the content. Um, we do appreciate it. And if you have any suggestions, please make sure to reach out at team underscore metamorph on Twitter. Um, we're pretty open to. You know, just suggestions and things we can improve on, or you can just tell us what you like about the podcast. Yeah, and Vega, where can they find you personally on Twitter? They can find me at Vega underscore MTG um, on Twitter. And where can they find you, B Money? Uh, you can find me at at B Money Street Bets. Hell yeah. Uh, on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, you guys can go to actually the at team underscore metamorph Twitter. Um, and under followers or following more specifically, um, you can actually see all the team members there. So you guys can go ahead and drop us a follow there and uh, just reach out to us with any questions or concerns you guys might have. Um, 
we look forward to talking to you guys next week, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye, everyone. Peace.